This podcast is brought to you by Touch a Life. Good day. This is Andy Hebert with Tile Radio, and today we have a special guest, uh, Jorge Valencia, with Point Foundation. Uh, Jorge began his tenure at Point Foundation as executive director and CEO in January of 2007, and he brings a wealth of experience in managing and growing nonprofit organizations, a proven ability to design and manage the infrastructure of expanding organizations, and extensive experience with sensitivity to lesbian, gay, and bisexual, or LGBTQ youth issues. Jorge served as the president and executive director of the Trevor Project as well from 2001 to 2006. He has a great understanding of the community and and the needs of these individuals and is very welcome uh, to the program. So thank you, Jorge. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Do you want to give your own intro, Jorge, and just tell us a little bit about more about yourself and then we'll get into some uh, other questions? Sure. It's a little bit all over the place in terms of my background. Um, I began my professional career working in the music industry, uh, then worked in the Clinton administration as a political appointee before moving to Los Angeles. And in Los Angeles, I worked for a nonprofit organization that worked with young people that were sophomores in high school. It's the Hugh O'Brien Youth Leadership Foundation. So did that for a little bit and then moved into the private sector after that, working for an affinity marketing company before making my way into the LGBTQ space, working with the Trevor Project, which is the National Suicide uh, Prevention Helpline for questioning teens. And now I've been at Point Foundation and Of course, our mission is to support LGBTQ students in their pursuit of a higher education. Oh, fantastic. That's great. And thank you for doing what you do. And I'm sure you're uh, helping a lot of a lot of lives. And and so your your concentration right now is is with the youth population specifically. Yes. Well, you know, when it comes to higher education and LGBTQ students in higher education, Mm -hmm. we're supporting individuals of any age. And okay. so that that is, you know, graduating high school seniors that are looking to go into either a four-year or community college uh, program, as well as uh, individuals that are in their graduate, even postgraduate uh, pursuit. Okay. And I guess since, since you have joined, I, I'm not sure what it looked like before, but since you have joined the establishment, um, what are what are some of the significant changes that you've brought to the program or, or milestones you've achieved over the past X years? Sure. So, you know, from 2007 to now is, is a long time. It feels like a long time. So yeah. thankfully, with, with the help of some wonderful board members, supporters and team members, we, we've seen quite a bit of growth. So to start with, we began, the organization began supporting individuals that were in a four-year or graduate program. Since then, we've expanded our support to include community college students. We've also expanded our support to to help BIPOC students who really have dealt with, you know, 
racism, systemic racism in education. And and that is something that we are very proud of and continue to, to work hard to help more individuals through a higher education. And then we also give out these one-time grants. And so programmatically, you know, when it comes to scholarships, that piece has grown. We also have a component of mentoring, which we believe in and uh, really vital to students pursuit and, and success. We also have expanded to include leadership programming. We believe, especially in the climate that we're in right now, that it is important that we have individuals with the desire to lead in all aspects of our economy. And so we support individuals in all fields. And those are some of the ways our, our growth in terms of scholarships alone you know, in 2002 was the first scholarships that Point Foundation awarded. At that wow. time, there were eight scholarships, I know. And it's funny to hear the founders talk about how when they started the Point Foundation, they wondered whether anybody was even going to apply. I think that first year, everybody that applied got a scholarship. So it was eight scholarships. Yeah. And up until three years ago, you know, we were very proud of, of our you know, growth and, you know, it was, it was a steady growth, but three years ago we were supporting 80 students. And then it went from 80 students in one year to over 400. And oh then goodness. 500. Wow. And this coming year, we're going to be supporting over 574 students. So we are really, really thrilled with that growth alone. Yeah, that, that that's amazing. And do you personally, I'm sure you do, but yeah, you personally feel that you're touching each individual, even though you're you may not be in constant contact with them. But you know, um, or, or do you do, do do you reach out to each individual, or is it just kind of a group? Are you asking me personally? Yeah, or, or you know, people within your comp- your group. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's it is one of the pains of of growing, right? It's it's a growing mm-hmm. pain to to go from really kind of knowing in a way or having touch points with all 80 students that we supported just three years ago. Right. And when I started, we had something like 30 students, you know, and so it felt as though at that point you really could get to know people individually. Yeah. Uh, when you when you get to the, you know, 400 mark and even 500, it is quite difficult because one, our students are across the United States. But where I do have an opportunity to meet with them is when we have conferences that they're able to attend or we do some sort of virtual event. And at at least in that way, I do get to see them. I do read applications so I know who is applying. I'm one of the individuals that apply. But but yeah, getting to know each one individually is a little difficult at this point. No, I I, I get it. But, you know, I I can imagine, like you said, you you see their resumes, you see their their foundational skill sets and and you can understand them to some degree. So that that's excellent. That that's that's amazing. Um, And, you know, as far as the the programs and scholarships, um, are those are those 100 percent paid or do they pay back? How does that work? They, that's, that's a great question, and, and thank you for asking that. So every one of our scholarship programs is a, is a bit different in terms of the financial support. But the financial support is given as a scholarship or a grant. There is 
absolutely no requirement to pay back, we wouldn't take the money back. Uh, so, so no, it is, it is a full-on help for them in their pursuit of a higher education. Since our beginning, we have contributed over 50 million in support of our students attaining a higher education. Wow. Is it a one five or five zero? Five zero, 50. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. That's great. Uh, I'm sure they're very, very appreciative of all, of all that support. Um, you know, pr prior to them, to students finding out about you, uh, do you have any feedback on, you know, what their outlook was? Um, you know, did, did they come to you, uh, obviously with open arms, uh, you know, were, were they struggling at some point? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question as well, Andy, because, you know, every, every student that applies, and we get over 3000 applicants every year for a limited oh, number see. of spots. So the one, the yeah. need is, the need is great. You know, yeah. the cost of education, we all know is just crazy. You know, when I, when I went to school and, um, in, let me tell you, it's like, I, I think, you know, I don't think that would pay even for half a semester somewhere now, but it was it was quite different. So the cost of education continues to rise, but specifically when you're looking at LGBTQ students who have a, a more difficult time in high school, the challenges that they face are quite different than their um, heterosexual peers. When you look at high school students, you know, LGBTQ students are three times as likely to drop out of high school just to escape the harassment and the bullying. And so when they have a desire to get to school and then they're not competitive in applying for four-year institution because mm. of a terrible high school experience, mm. that's what we're able to support students in community college, as an example. And so when they come to point Many of them come because they either don't have the support of their families or their communities, but they have the same dreams as every other kid in this in this country to exactly. do better and to have a higher education. And so that's why we also feel that mentoring and support of a community is so important for them as well. So to answer your question, when they do come to us, they come because there is some level of need, financial, yeah community um role models there is there is some need there yeah no that's fan that's fantastic i totally totally get it and and can appreciate that and so you know um tell me a little bit about the the scholars after they've gone through the program um you know do, do they come back to you and talk about any leadership development positions with you specifically or are they looking to just go and get out into the, the job world or whatever they're looking to venture out into. That's a that, that's interesting because I have had that benefit, and I and I love it because I have the privilege of seeing young people apply for a scholarship. I get to see them as they go through school and graduate, yeah. and to see yeah. that growth and maturity is something that is immeasurable, you know, for me and right. in my role. But I'm very proud to say that. So many of our alumni come back and serve as mentors for our current scholars. They're yeah. involved as members of our board of directors. They're involved in in wow. um, in donating to the organization or holding local fundraising or on host committees. They come back and speak at some of our seminars and conferences. So really, we do look to them 
And truthfully is that they come to us as well. You know, they yeah. want to give back to right. an organization that supported them. That's knock on wood, never been a problem. And <laughs> I only wish we had a place for every single one of them because they really go on to do some amazing things. The other thing too, is that, you know, for our current scholars or young people that are looking to see what may be in the future for them, they're able to and they're able to look to some of our alumni who are award-winning filmmakers. They are educators. They are lawyers. One of whom, one of our alumni who has, you know, um, presented a case to the Supreme Court twice now. We had the youngest, you know, LGBTQ mayor elected in our wow. history. You know, and so wow. we do have yeah. some wonderful, wonderful role models for our current scholars. Uh, that's that's excellent. So yeah, it's, it, it, at the end of the day, you're you're giving to them. They're giving back as much as they can or want to. So, and and that's 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 critical. And that that's really awesome to hear. The the other thing I wanted to talk about was um, you know collaborations or partnerships. Uh, you know uh, that that you have, you know that that help support the workers or the people at that point. Can, sure. can you talk a little bit about that? We have the privilege of having some wonderful partnerships, whether it's with, you know, other nonprofit organizations, with some educational institutions, with corporations and foundations, and of course, individuals who really uh, step up to help the growth that we've seen and help our students. So when you look at, for example, the corporate environment, we have and rely on those partnerships to help get many of our students through schools. And mm. we have partnerships with like the Wells Fargo, we have with JCPenney, we have Coach, we have Dolce & Gabbana. I mean, you, you name it, when you look across the board, we have so many partnerships that we're proud of that not only support the scholarships, but they support our leadership training, they support mm. our mentoring, they also help fund growth or internal support of our students. Going yeah. from 80 students to supporting over 500, we need an infrastructure that's strong that can sustain that growth. And many right. have been very gracious in their support of internal um, operations. So that is very helpful to us. Yeah, no, that, that, that's, that's great. And is that, you know, uh, globally or is that uh, in the Americas only or how does that how does that branch out? It's, it's interesting because our scholarships do support international students that are studying in the United States. So they need to be at a four-year institution that is accredited. Okay. So when you look at the support that we get from uh, partnerships, they tend to be partnerships that are based in the U.S. or at least have some representation or offices here in the States but we really support individuals from uh, from around the world that seek a higher education here in the united states very nice very nice and just getting back to the at the student level i'm just curious you know uh from the beginning of the process uh how much does a, a student take on to contribute to i don't want to say they're writing the grant etc but how much of the student's time um is dedicated to their their own progress, I guess, or is is that even a thing? Are, are you asking about the application process or their own 
progress through school, just so I get some no, clarity. No, I guess, yeah, I guess the application process, I mean, I'm, yeah, I guess more so that, or, or are you there to do that part for them or on behalf? Now, they, they go in and apply for one of our scholarships. Different scholarships have, have different requirements. You know, some yes. of them have specific GPA requirements, as an example. The only one of our scholarship programs that does not require a GPA is our BIPOC scholarship program. And the reason being that, you know, unfortunately, systemic racism, you know, in, in education begins as early as elementary school. And for yeah. many, for many students of color that live in specific, you know, communities, they don't even have the opportunity of a second year of algebra. And it makes it difficult for them to be competitive or, yeah. you know, in, in, in a higher environment, a higher education environment. So what we do require for our BIPOC scholarship program is proof of enrollment at a community college or four-year institution, as well as a desire to get a higher education. That program yeah. is also, and by the way, it was interesting and very grateful to Katy Perry and Wells Fargo that helped us launch that BIPOC program about two and a half years ago. It went from supporting 24 students in the first year to over 250 this coming year. But that program is also one that is open to part-time students because we understand that going to school full-time is a privilege in and of itself and mm -hmm. that scholarship is offered twice a year so they fill out the application some of them are a little longer than others they provide the necessary information for us and the and the readers that go through all of the applications we have a, over a hundred volunteer readers across the country that wow. help us get through those applications wow amazing that that's that's great and and you talked about community support so from the Point Foundation's mission, how can people and community, you know, get involved or contribute to to what you're doing uh, if they wanted to? You know, as a fairly young organization, I mean, we're you know we've been around 21 years. Still, it's it's pretty pretty young compared to other scholarship organizations. We're probably one yep. of the youngest, if not the youngest. And so, there's always room for for volunteers. As I was just mentioning, Andy, that we rely on over a hundred volunteers to read applications. When you have 3,000 applications to get through, we need a lot of people helping us get through that. All of the training is, is done and provided for our readers. Every application goes through about two to three reads to make sure mm -hmm. that the applicant gets the best, you know, chance as possible in, in somebody reading their application. So we need readers, we need mentors. We're always looking for financial support if somebody may wish to support any one of our programs. There are some people that are really eager to see, you know, LGBTQ students succeed in their own alma maters. And so, as an example, I went to Brigham Young University. I grew up Mormon, a, a school that, that has its own, you know, experience with LGBTQ students and while things have changed for those that identify as members of our community, there is still a need for support and community at BYU or other institutions across the country. Sure. And so we're always looking for, for support in, in any way. Right, no, that, that, that's great. Um, yeah, that, that covers most of the points that I was trying to understand. So I guess looking ahead, um, 
you know, you, you may have some short-term goals and some long-term future goals and initiatives. Can you give a taste for, for that or just a little bit of, a little bit of thought? Absolutely. On the Absolutely. We are currently piloting a program with Bumble and Bumble, another big supporter of ours. Okay. To support students that are seeking um, certification in uh, trade school through co uh, cosmetology, as an example. To us, as an organization, it is important that there is representation in every sector. And so we are looking to expand our support and, and pilot more programs that will allow individuals to be better prepared to succeed and thrive in the workplace environment. So whether it's trade school, whatever that may be, we are always open you know, to, to conversations with groups, with individuals. So if there is a longer term growth, it's to continue supporting students in pursuit of advancing their knowledge, their education, in a number of ways, four-year institutions, graduate, community college, trade schools, always looking to that and to continue supporting more and more students. Excellent. So um, last question I had. Um, so being a student that may or may not know or how to get access to you, um, do you do outreach programs or how, how does that work? We do do outreach programs. It um, it really depends. I'll tell you if there is an outreach that we that we want to continue doing and need to do more so. It's for LGBTQ students that are in the southern states, midwestern states. I mean, places where their communities aren't very accepting at times. We want to let them know that we are around. For the most part, thanks to the internet. Somebody can Google LGBTQ or, or gay scholarships and as the largest scholarship provider for LGBTQ students, we're on that list and they're able to apply and hopefully find some support from us. Right, now that, that's, that's great, right? And um, just, just amazing work and a, and a great cause. And you know, I'm sure these, uh, these students are, are greatly appreciative of what you do. And, and I personally am, you know, uh, everybody is, has their struggles and everybody's going through something at one point in time in their lives. And it's just really great to have somebody like you in your organization to to help out and lend a hand when, when needed. So uh, it was um, it was great talking with you. Do, do you have any closing points that you'd like to make? Andy, the honor was all mine. I thank you for this opportunity. And I, I can say that for our staff, for our board members, our volunteers, it is not only an honor, but it is a privilege to do the work that we do. We understand that, as you mentioned, everybody's experience is different. Sure. And uh, today in this environment, uh, there is a lot of uncertainty among our LGBTQ yes. young people, and I want them to know that we're here for them. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I, I wish everybody had that sentiment. I know I do, so uh, I, I might personally get involved in some in some degree. So I appreciate appreciate your time and all the information, and, and thank you so much for all the hard work that you and your group does. Yeah. So signing off for today, Tal Radio. Appreciate it, Jorge, and um, great meeting you. And keep up the the great work. Thanks so much. You have just listened to Tal Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org.